to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. I'm so excited to chat with you today. We're doing a Q&A today, and we haven't done a Q&A in a while, but I was feeling called to do it, so I do not remember who actually asked these questions. <laughs> Otherwise, I would say who asked them, but I make like a little note section on my phone of questions I get either in the DMs or from clients or something that I want to put on the podcast, and then when I feel called to do a Q&A, I bring them up. So I do not remember who asked them, but we are going to get into it. I'm definitely going to answer at least two questions. We might have time for a third one, but the first two that I'm definitely going to answer is number one, should you take progesterone if your levels are low? And then number two is can a change in your diet affect your cycle? So we are going to hop right into it. So let's start with the first one. Should you take progesterone cream or progesterone in general if your levels are low? So a lot of times uh, clients or again, just people who will reach out to me and this is actually, I have experiences personally in my life as well. We'll go get blood work done and we'll see that their progesterone levels are low. When this was happening to me, this happened to me for years, because if you have listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I had an irregular period since the day I got my period when I was 15 years old. It would come literally so random every six months, every three months, every six weeks. Like it was, there was no rhyme or reason to it. And my gynecologist told me it was okay to get three to four periods a year, which I believed because he's my doctor and I didn't know any better. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm fine. But the reason why that's not fine is because when you aren't getting your period consistently, you're not ovulating. And when you're not ovulating, you're not producing progesterone, which is a sex hormone that we need to hold on to and nourish a pregnancy, which at the time I didn't care about. I didn't even know what progesterone was needed for in the body at the time, but that's its main job. But it does so much more than that. Even if you're someone who isn't trying to get pregnant or never wants to get pregnant, Progesterone also supports your metabolism, your thyroid, your hair, your skin, your nails, your stress response. It's your relaxing hormone. It protects your bones. It helps protect you um, from things in menopause like osteoporosis, heart disease, endometrial cancer. It's really, really, really important. So I went decades, literally, without having sufficient progesterone levels because I was not ovulating and I didn't know it was a big deal. So when I had my blood work results come back and the levels were like literally zero, I think it was like zero. It was insane. One of the things that they recommended aside from birth control, which I declined, um, I just didn't want to take it at the time. I took it once in college for like a month and then I just, I stopped it. But that was the only experience I personally had with taking birth control. But they recommended um, progesterone cream. Actually, an acupuncturist recommended it to me uh, because I was trying so many different things at the time. I was going to acupuncture. I was going to this chiropractor to try and help me get my period back. Like I did all the different modalities. Okay. And nothing ever worked until I actually changed what I was doing day in and day out, AKA what I was eating and how I was living my life. All those things are amazing. Like acupuncture, chiropractor, ART, like all these different things are cool, but they're additional to what you're actually doing day in and day out. So 
Anyway, the progesterone thing, I was recommended progesterone cream. I bought the cream. I was like, okay, like I'm going to use it. And I never did. Now, a lot of you maybe are in this same situation where you know your progesterone levels are low. Maybe you are somebody who does want to get pregnant. Maybe you are someone who, because your progesterone levels are low, you're experiencing a lot of PMS symptoms. Maybe you're experiencing a lot of mood swings, a lot of painful periods, a lot of um, heavy periods, like all of those symptoms that we might experience. You could even experience migraines, acne with all of this. If you have these low levels, you may have been recommended this. Now, obviously, I'm always going to tell you to do whatever feels best for you. And every single person is different and everyone has to make this decision on their own. Always talk to your doctor and do whatever is best for you and what feels aligned for you. But what I'm going to talk to you about is my personal opinion on it. And you can take it or leave it. That's always the vibe around here. Okay. Now, if you are going to take it right now, there's, this is, there's a little caveat with this. If you are already pregnant and you're in your first trimester and your progesterone levels are low, I definitely recommend listening to your doctor and taking whatever progesterone cream they're recommending. Because again, progesterone is needed to actually hold on to and nourish the pregnancy. So it's extremely important to have sufficient progesterone levels in that first trimester. Otherwise you can lose the baby. So this, that's completely separate, right? If you are in your first trimester, if you're being recommended progesterone, please listen to your doctor. That's a different situation. What I'm really talking about is if your levels are low when you're not pregnant, maybe you're working on getting pregnant. Maybe you are not, but this is, this is specifically talking to the people who are not pregnant, but have low progesterone levels. Okay. Cause my answer is two different things for two different people. Okay. So if you are pregnant, listen to your doctor, use a progesterone cream. My sister actually had to do that. It was like a progesterone suppository. She had to do with, I think it was her second pregnancy. I don't believe it was her first one, but anyway, a lot of people do have to do that sometimes. So that's something completely separate. Now, if you're not pregnant and you are being recommended this, here's what I have to say about that. If you do want to take it, if your levels are extremely low, you're really having a hard time with it and it's just not working for you, whatever, and you just feel like you want to take it, I would recommend asking your doctor for a bioidentical form, like a bioidentical progesterone cream, rather than taking like this synthetic form that's in birth control. Because a lot of times they'll just recommend a progestin-only pill. And that's not the same as progesterone. Progestin is not the same as progesterone. Progestin is the synthetic form that's in birth control. And that is not acting the same way in your body. It is, it's completely different. It's synthetic, right? It's not the actual natural hormone. So it's not giving you the benefits that you actually need. Will it increase your levels on a blood test? Sure. Will it maybe dissipate some of your symptoms? Yeah, definitely could. But is it actually healing the problem? No. Okay. So if you are going to take it, I definitely would recommend asking your doctor for a bioidentical form. Okay. And if they don't know what that is, look it up on your own, maybe go to a naturopath or functional medicine doctor. Acupuncturists usually are well-versed in this as well. And you could find your own so you don't have to take a synthetic form. Okay. So if you are going to take it, I definitely recommend bioidentical. Now, the, the reason why I personally did not take progesterone, even the bioidentical form, was because on a, some level, and this was before I was in my nutrition training or anything like that, but this was just always in me, I knew that it wasn't solving the root cause of the issue. I was like, okay, I could take this progesterone cream, but it's not actually solving the problem, right? And the problem, if you are someone who has low progesterone, there's one or two thi- one of two things going on. Number one, you're either actually is one of three things going on. Number one, you're either not ovulating. So you're not producing progesterone. So your levels are low. 
Number two, you may be ovulating, but you're not having strong ovulation, meaning your follicular phase, your estrogen levels maybe aren't strong. You're not stimulating, you know, enough of that FSH and LH levels. Like all of those can be off. Your follicular phase uh, might not be really stimulating that strong ovulation. So that could be an issue as well because you could be ovulating. But and what this could look like is if you're tracking your basal body temperature, if you're not ovulating at all, your basal body temperature is not going to increase. So that's how you know that you're not ovulating. If you are ovulating, but you don't have strong ovulation, you're going to see that your, your temperatures, your basal body temperatures will increase for those three consecutive days after you ovulate, right? And that will be before ovulation, your temperatures will be about 97 to 97.7-ish degrees, and then they will increase to about 98 to 98.8 degrees. And it will stay that higher 98 to 98.8 degrees for three days in a row. And then it might drop down to the 97 degrees and until, you know, and you also might be spotting at that time. You might be spotting from when you ovulate till you get your period. Those are all signs of low progesterone. But if you see that those levels, those BBT levels were high for three days in a row and then it drops down, that is a sign that you ovulated, but it's also a sign that it was not a strong ovulation because your progesterone levels were not staying high enough to carry that higher BBT throughout until you got your period. Because the reason why your basal body temperature, which is BBT when I'm saying that, increases in your luteal phase is because progesterone increases your metabolic rate, which increases your body temperature. Okay. So those are two things that could be going on. You're not ovulating or you're not having strong ovulation, or you are ovulating and you have a strong ovulation, but you're stripping those progesterone levels in your luteal phase that you are making by over-exercising, over-caffeinating, not knowing how to properly manage your stress, not honoring your luteal phase, not shifting things accordingly. You're just you're on the go. Maybe you're not even taking proper supplementation to support yourself. There are different things that you can be doing in your luteal phase that are stripping you of those progesterone levels. Because again, when our cortisol levels are raised up super high and consistently high, chronically high, it uses progesterone to produce more cortisol. So you could be producing progesterone. You could be ovulating, having strong ovulation, but your body can just be using that progesterone that you are creating to create more cortisol, which is why I'm so huge on nourishing your nervous system. Hence the new program that's coming out. Or that is out by the time you're listening to this, it is out. Um, so that could be those things that could be going on. So if you are going to take progesterone cream, it's not actually causing you to get to the root cause of the problem. So what's most important is to make sure that you're actually ovulating to honor the phases of your cycle so that your levels are strong in your follicular phase to stimulate that strong ovulation and knowing why your body either isn't ovulating or you don't have strong ovulation levels or why you, your body is being stripped of progesterone. If we're talking on a root cause level of why your body isn't ovulating, that usually goes back to dysregulated blood sugar, nutrient deficiencies, and inflammation. Of course, there are other things that could be going on, but those are really three major things. Of course, these are three modules we talk about in the Mind Your Hormones method, which is why it's so freaking effective because we go over all the different root causes so that you are, you, whatever your root cause is will be addressed. But that's what's most important because you could take this cream. And then when you stop taking the cream, if you didn't address what the root cause is, it's just going to go back to where you were, right? So maybe it'll help in the, in the meantime, but it's like really not going to get down to the root cause of it. So that's my personal opinion. Okay. So if this is the place that you're in, Obviously do what's best for you, but just know that it's not actually solving the root cause of it. And that's what's most important. Maybe if you want to do both at the same time, you're like, I'm working on addressing the root cause and I just want to take this cream. Cool. Do whatever is best for you. But I would look into the bioidentical form and make sure that you're actually addressing the root cause of it. 
Now, if you are someone who is um, who has these low progesterone levels and you're not sure if you're ovulating, one thing that I would suggest, this is seed cycling. Now, this obviously is not as important as regulating your blood sugar, working on nutrient deficiencies, working on inflammation, but this is something that can help you know start support your hormone levels in each phase. I have a whole nother podcast episode on seed cycling, so I will link that below, but that is something you could start thinking about. And then obviously, if you really want to address the root cause, Check the show notes to apply for the Mind Your Hormones method. That is the place where it's going to support you. That's like literally that whole entire course is the reason why I was able to go from no period from for two full years and then a decade before that I had like three periods a year to regularly getting a period, to regularly ovulating, to when I didn't ovulate randomly for a few months, I knew exactly how to get it back on track. So I've helped so many people do the same. I've helped so many people naturally conceive, even when their doctors told them they never would. People with PCOS, people with endometriosis, like all the things, okay? So if you really do want to get down to the root cause of it, highly, highly recommend that. Just apply below and we could get chatting about it. So that is there for you as well. Also, if you want to work on your nutrient deficiencies and you don't want to take a full course, I have the supplement training for you that goes through supplement protocols for overall cyclical health and wellness, for safely stopping birth control, for fertility, pregnancy, and postpartum, for PCOS, and for painful periods. So if you're like, I don't know if I want a full course, but I am interested in learning about my nutrient deficiencies and supplements, you could get access to that as well. Okay. So that's all below for you. Also, as well as a seed cycling episode, if you want to tap into that. Okay. All right. That is number one. Now, number two, can a change in your diet affect your cycle? Oh, I love this question so much. And the answer is yes, yes, yes. One million thousand percent. Yes. And this could be a positive effect, a positive change in your cycle or a negative change in your cycle. Why does a change in your diet affect your cycle? Because your cycle is your fifth vital sign, which means that it is responding to your internal and external environment. Your fifth vital sign is, if you don't know what a vital sign is, the other four vital signs are your body temperature, your breathing rate, your heart rate, and your blood pressure. So just like a change in your diet can affect your blood pressure, right? If you are someone who has really high blood pressure, the most important thing that you could do and the most effective thing you could do is go mostly or all plant-based. That's going to lower your blood pressure immediately. I've had clients that have helped this with. I've had family members. Like it's it's like one of the most important things you could do for your blood pressure. But anyway, the point is when you change your diet, it can affect your blood pressure, right? Same thing applies for your cycle. Your cycle is responding to your internal and external environment, which includes the food that you are or are not consuming. So if, and the person I remember, I don't remember who asked me this, but I remember when she asked me, she was doing some kind of nutrition plan where I think it was like she recently cut out a lot of carbs or something was going on with that. It was kind of like an extreme change. If you all of a sudden do an extreme change into your diet, like cutting out all carbs, like not having any fats, like doing anything that's extreme uh, differently from what you've normally been doing, your cycle will either stop, meaning your ovulation can stop, or it will go irregular because your body doesn't think that it's safe time to have a baby. Now, even if you're somebody who does not want to have a baby, it doesn't matter. That's when we ovulate. Your body as a as a a female, like born female at birth, your body is made to, or it's, it's it's programmed to have a child. Does that mean that everyone's easily able to have a child? No, of course, there's so many things that go into it. But the point is, if your body doesn't feel like it's a safe time to have a baby, it's going to affect your cycle. And if you're cutting out all carbs, 
Your carbs, carbohydrates are needed for ovulation, 100% needed for ovulation. If you're not consuming enough carbs, it is going to affect your ovulation. It's also going to affect your energy and your brain function as well. But if we're talking about a cycle, uh, on a cycle level, it's going to affect that. If you're cutting out all fats or you're having an extreme amount of fats, that's also not good either, like keto diet. But if you're cutting out all fats, fats are needed to produce cholesterol. And we need cholesterol, the healthy cholesterol, to actually produce our sex hormones like estrogen. So if we don't have enough healthy fats, we're not going to be able to produce estrogen. We're not going to get our cycle. So this is something that can absolutely affect your cycle. So if you are someone who's doing something extreme where you're either cutting a lot of calories, you're cutting carbs out, you're cutting fats out, you're doing something that's very different than what you were doing, it is going to affect it. Now, this could even be if it's a positive change in your diet. Even if you're making positive changes to your diet, but you're doing it in a really rapid way and you're not gradually changing things, this can cause your cycle to go off for a little bit because anything that's extreme like that, your body doesn't like it. It's kind of like whiplash, right? You're like, whoa, what just freaking happened? Like your body is very, we're habitual beings. Your body works in a rhythm. Every single thing is on a clock. Every single thing is on a rhythm in your body. And when you do something that really changes it in a rapid way, your body gets off that rhythm. Your body doesn't know what's happening. Your body doesn't feel safe. It kind of goes into fight or flight mode because it's like, whoa, what's going on? So even if you're making positive changes to your diet, it's really important to change things gradually because your body needs to catch up to the changes that you're making, not only so you can see the benefits of it for a more you know long-term sustainable change, because whenever you're doing anything that's extreme and you're changing it like very, very rapidly, it's something that's really hard to keep up with, right? And that's not going to produce long-lasting change. In order to have long-lasting change, it needs to be small change that we make over time, okay? That's the way that you say consistent. And consistency is always the queen. That is how we win. That is how we see changes, okay? So even if you're, is it, that's why it's important to make changes gradually because obviously you want it to stay consistent with it, but also so your body can catch up to the change that you're making and feel safe in the transition. It's all about making your body feel safe, especially on a nervous system level. If you're doing things really, really um, extreme and rapidly, it is going to raise your cortisol levels. Your body's going to go into fight or flight mode. It's going to feel like it's getting chased by a tiger. It's going to feel like you have to fight for your life. It's going to feel like you're starving. It's going to feel like you don't have enough food. It's going to feel like what the fuck is going on, okay? So we have to do things gradually. And this is one of the reasons why in the Mind Your Hormones Method which I was talking about before, it's a self-paced course. There are like coaching call aspects to it as well. You could purchase it with or without coaching calls. But I purposely have the content being dripped out over time. So you don't get access to all of the modules at once. And that is very, very, very intentional for multiple reasons. One reason is for this that we're talking about right now. If the content was all there at once, I know that a lot of my clients would go in and just start watching all of it because especially when you realize like, holy shit, there's so many things that I want to learn and I know that it's going to help me. I know it's going to help me regulate my period. I know it's going to help me have more energy. I know it's going to help me conceive. I know it's going to help me get rid of this period pain. Like you want to learn all of it as fast as possible and you want to make those changes. So I get it and I understand why people want to just binge all the content and do as much as possible, but that does not result in positive change. That does not actually help because I've had clients that done that in the past and they've come back months later and they're like, I'm going back through the curriculum, like one thing at a time because you get lifetime access to it, which is awesome too, because I tried doing everything all at once. And then I got super overwhelmed because I couldn't keep up with it. And then I just threw, threw everything away. 
which does not help. Again, consistency is key. So I do that very intentionally where I drip it out over time because I want you to actually not binge all the content without making actual changes and also to reduce overwhelm, right? When you see all that at once, you're like, oh my God, there's so many things, right? So it's very intentional. But the point is, can a change in your diet affect your cycle? 100%. And that's also why a positive change in your diet when you do it gradually will change your cycle for the better. And it is so freaking amazing when you actually start doing these things, when you actually start addressing the root cause, when you're doing things, when it becomes consistent, when it becomes easy and you just see the changes in your body, it is unbelievable, honestly, how quickly your body can change when it gets what it needs. It's unfreaking real. So those are the two questions. I knew I was going to, I like going really in depth and giving you a in-depth answer to these things. So I was like, I I think I knew we're only going to get to two questions, but those are the two questions we got to today. I'm not going to go into a third one. I'll do another episode of Q and A. If you like Q and A episodes like this, message me on Instagram, ask me a question you want me to, um, to address on the podcast. I would love to do that for you. I'm working on getting like a, like voicemail thing set up where you guys can actually like record a voicemail and send it in so I can hear your voice and hear your question and play it on the show, which is so fun. So I'm working on getting that set up. Um, but anyway, that is it for today. I hope you love this episode. Look in the show notes for everything that we talked about today. The seed cycling episode, I will link below the, um, application to sign up for the mind your hormones method. The, um, the program for the supplement training is there. That will be linked below as well. All the resources we talked about will be linked below. I'm so grateful for you. I know there's so many new people listening and they will reach out to me and be like, oh my God, I just found your podcast and I'm literally binging every single episode. It makes me so happy. Whether you are a new listener or you've been here for a while, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. I love you. And second of all, if you haven't yet already, I would so appreciate if you left a review, a rating and review on iTunes. That is one of the best ways you could give back to the show and really support the show and have it like get out to other people because the more ratings and reviews that are on a show, the more they will pop up on people's podcasts, like, Ooh, check out this episode or check out this podcast. So it will help us get the message out. It will support me. It will support the show. I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you love this episode and hope you have an awesome day and I'll chat with you next time. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.